Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. F this and F that. That's right. What if you did F this and F that? That F word being the word forgive. So often we are in this F this and F that kind of frame of uh, state of being, and it's the wrong F word we're using. What if we flip that around, we flip the script, and we use the forgive, forgiveness word instead? It would change the trajectory of your life. Welcome to Visibly Fit. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. Being visibly fit is all about being fit, mind, body, and spirit. And we're going to tap in today a little bit about the mental and the spiritual aspect of being visibly fit. And I'm going to be very candid authentic, raw, and real with you today. Um, I mean, I am with every episode, but especially today, because I'm going to be sharing my story with you, uh, part of my story. And I've shared it on uh, some television shows and a few other places, but not to this caliber. And I'm really uh, pushed. Uh, my spirit is is pushing me to uh, just, just go forward in this and, and God is like, yeah, go for it. My husband's like, go for it. Yes. If it can bless one person, go for it. And so I'm really feeling compelled to, to share. So before I do, um, I wanted to read a devotional from my friend, Kathleen Cook. The devotional is called hope for today. And it is a great devotional by the way. And, um, the name of this devotional is cease the blame game. And she starts out with scripture verse, uh, James 1, 13 through 14. It says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. The devotional says, God must hate me. Why did God do this? Have these thoughts ever crossed your mind? If so, remember that humans often blame God for things that he didn't cause. We live in a pass-the-blame culture, and no one is exempt. But the truth is, we all live in a fallen, sinful world, and we often choose not to resist sin. King David understood that we all have a sinful nature and willingly accepted his punishment, in 2 Samuel 24, 24, he confessed that he was responsible and must pay the cost of his sin. I will not sacrifice to the Lord, my, my God, burnt offerings that cost me nothing. 
He wouldn't blame God for his own sin, knowing that he made the choice. And so he had to pay for them. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Know that Jesus will return one day to defeat the devil and restore the earth. Until then, we will fail and we must bathe in God's grace and God's mercy. Jesus came to the earth to teach us how to navigate this messy world. So devour his word and pray ceaselessly and cease the blame game. And remember that his forgiveness and mercy are everlasting. But sometimes you must suffer the consequences of your choices. So a couple of questions she says is, what have you blamed God or someone else for in your life? And I'm going to get to what I blamed either, well, it was on other people and God for uh, in my own life. But it says, uh, get over it by confessing it. So making it um, you know, bringing it to the light, which is very important. I think so often we, we keep our story or our, our, our sin, which is just missing the mark, right? Um, just stuffed. We stuff it with food. We stuff it with alcohol, drugs, uh, shopping, pornography, uh, social media, whatever it is. Um, people tend to stuff their, their story as opposed to bringing the light on it. And then, um, um, allowing really it, it not to have a hold on you any longer. And your story can actually help to bless somebody else get, and get them through their issues as well. But it says, be willing to pay for your mistakes and then watch God transform your situation. So, um, yeah, I wanted to start out with that because I think so often we think, um, we're fine. Like how many times have you talked to someone and say, how you doing? And the response is I'm fine. And, you know, they're just not fine. I used to, I don't know, be the queen of saying, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. In fact, uh, as I share a bit of my story here, um, I mean, I went to church. I was leading a Bible study. Um, yeah, a person that is struggling, you, you don't always know it. And that's the interesting thing. So it's important to um, really be aware and be present with individuals and to really, um, I guess, see what they're saying when they're not even saying it, right? Because I know I was actually really good about wearing a mask uh, behind, uh, you know, the true ways in which I was feeling and um, I, was, I was just feeling not worthy and I was feeling damaged goods. And so I do, I want to share this with you today. Again, it's a different type of episode, but I believe that sharing my, um, it's a tough story to hear. Actually, I, I can, I can talk about it and smile and, and even laugh about it now because I'm so far through it. And the breakthrough has, has been there. I've been delivered from all of it. And so it's hard for me to even see that person that I was, but um, that's, that's the cool thing is that God can restore and he can make all things new. And so I believe this to be true for you. If you are struggling in any way, and it may not be to the depth that I was struggling, um, but struggle doesn't have a, a face, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Anyone could be struggling and you may not, may not realize it. Someone may be struggling with drugs and alcohol, and you may not be aware of it. And that's one of the things that I had struggled with. Um, in high school, I was raped 
and I am not on that Me Too movement at all. But I remember uh, I got drunk at a party and I was in the coat room, passed out on a bed, and I was just trying to get away from everybody. Um, and I was raped. And so I went through many, many, many years um, just suppressing that, that reality and blaming myself for it and having this anger and bitterness and resentment and, and all those things, but masking it with fun and, and happiness and, and positivity. And now I am a very positive, happy person. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't allow the, um, I, I didn't allow forgiveness to set in. Uh, for a very long time. And, and I kept acting out in ways that were harmful. So it was really um, uh, a place where I felt shame. Here I am in the, in the health and wellness space, and, and I've got issues with alcohol. How, how is that possible? Um, I, I went to a couple AA meetings and walked in and um, thought, nope, I don't belong here. I don't look like these people. Isn't that interesting, right? We have sometimes um, a, pre, a preconceived notion of what that person struggling is supposed to look like. Because if you were to look at me, you might think, ah, she's got it all together. Well, no, <laughs> I have it a lot more together now than I ever used to, that's for sure, by the grace of God. But no, I, I, I struggled and people didn't know it because I put on the happy face. And so I might be um, talking to you that is putting on that happy face and hiding behind, um, what really isn't the truth. And so I just want to encourage you to shine a light on what's really going on in your life so that you can be free. It's not about the perpetrator. It's about you. Now I have forgiven the perpetrator. I still know the person's name. I, I, I can recall it but I have forgiven that perpetrator and I have forgiven myself. And so there's, there's some steps that, that we can take and that you can take to dive into that forgiveness piece. But I did, I felt like damaged goods and um, for many, many years, and I made unhealthy choices. I, I didn't have respect for myself, my body, um, who I was, even though I was going to church and I, I knew, I, I mean, I, I love the Lord, right? Like, like, I, I knew that God loved me, but yet I didn't fully receive it because of the situation I was in and the damaged goods that I thought that I was. And so, um, you know, I, I think about how many times people are struggling and we just aren't aware. Again, I was leading Bible study and I would go off on, on, binge kind of weekends, go out with friends, just having the time of my life, quote unquote, the time of my life, right? Dancing, partying, just having fun. And really what it was is, is I was in denial and I didn't want to deal with the, uh, I didn't want to do the work because I didn't understand uh, what that work even looked like in order to forgive. And I didn't know that I, I had resentment and um, and I harbored uh, anger and, and that kind of thing in my heart. I really didn't know it until it hit me like a ton of bricks. I literally came in and, and um, I, I went through a divorce, first of all. And, um, you know, the drinking did have, it was a big culprit. It really was when I go back and look. And I know that I, I drank out of um, 
uh, just kind of resentment, resentment that um, my husband at the time moved me away from my family in Texas to Minnesota. And I just had all these, these hidden deep, deep emotions that I didn't really realize I had. And so I just went out and had fun with friends and I thought nothing's wrong with me. I'm not like hiding the flask and, you know, hiding the bottle in the house. I don't have issues. And then um, anyway, it, it just kept it just kept showing up in my life. And I, I believe that was one of the things that caused a wedge in, in my marriage. But, um, after my husband and I were divorced being a single mom for eight years, it was tough. And when my son was little, um, we did this week on week off kind of scenario. And, you know, when I, when my son was with me, there was no drinking. I, I mean, I was content. I was happy. I had my son and it was great. But when, when I didn't have my son, I felt just empty. I felt sad. I felt lonely. I had all these um, things that were were going through my mind, and I just I just didn't know how to deal with it. And so I I drank. I partied. And when I would get home, the it was just so silent at my home. And it just felt one day when I came home after an evening of being out, I shut the door behind me, and I remember that silence in the home it was almost deafening. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the silence. And so as I was going up the stairs to, um, to go to bed and pass out, basically, I, I just collapsed on the stairs. I could not get up the stairs and I collapsed in, in tears and I cried out to God. I was so exhausted and so depleted. And I was feeling like I, there was such a void in my heart and it was so over and beyond just missing my son, right? Um, it was more. And I knew that I couldn't do it on my own. And I felt just shame and I felt discouraged and defeated and, and um, a, a phony, a fraud, all those things. And so I remember cry, crying out to God and just boo-hooing and, and wailing on, on my stairs and just saying, God, help me. I can't, I can't do this on my own. And just remember that moment, I remember crawling up to the, up my stairs and then crawled into bed. And then here's where you might want to turn off this podcast <laughs> because it gets a little gross. So um, this was a little over. Um, so this is, let's see, as I'm recording this, we are September 2021. This was about 14, a little over 14 years ago, 14 and a few months ago. And um, I had my little puppy. And this show is almost, yeah. So my little puppy just passed away a couple of weeks ago. And so I dedicate this podcast to, to God and my dog. And I think there is a, a, a beautiful and unique correlation uh, that the fact that dog is God spelled backwards because man, dogs sure are, you know, man, uh, woman's best friend. They are they just have so many of the same characteristics that God does as far as being faithful and, and always there and loving and kind and, and as you know, a companion and best friend. Anyway, she just passed away uh, two weeks ago and it was just really devastating to me and my husband. And, um, and uh, we were really grieving and I mean, we still are, but it's a different level of grief already um, uh, by the grace of God. But, um, I think just remembering 
how amazing she was and what a ministry dog she has been, not just to me, but to so many people brings me joy. And I know that she is, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry about my dog, but I know it's about so much more because her passing away triggered so much more grief than my husband and I even realized that we both needed to go through. Um, and so it's interesting how things come up in, in our lives and they're just triggers for us to have deeper healing through and through. And so mine would be grief and loss of, of a, of a marriage, grief and loss of, of not having a family unit together, grief and loss of, of, uh, self-sabotaging and, and treating myself the way that I was treating myself all those years, all, all the things. But anyway, let me get back to the story. Okay. So, um, I crawled up the stairs and, um, crawled into bed. And remember I said, my dog's just a couple months old and I threw a bunch of dog food on the floor. She had water, she had food. So, um, she was fine, but for three days, three days, I, I, I stayed in my bed. I didn't get up maybe to go to the bathroom. Um, but I just, I, I didn't want to live. I just really wanted to go away. I felt that disgusting and that, uh, much in a deep, dark pit of depression. And I've never experienced that before. Cause remember I said, I'm usually happy, go lucky and, and, um, just life of the party, that kind of thing. Right. But when you're dealing with anger and resentment and all of those things, then that is, um, that is depression, uh, just waiting to happen. And I didn't really realize I had so much resentment and anger in my heart. And so, uh, God did that's for sure. But as I laid in my bed for three days, I never let my sweet little Cody out. Remember I did feed her and she did have water, but I never let her out. So imagine the piles of crap everywhere. Yeah. Just imagine that, right. It's hard for me to even talk about in the sense of, uh, wow, who was that person? It's so far, um, uh, removed from who I am today, but God knew that, um, he knows my heart, he knows your heart and he knew how to get my attention. Uh, I had also gotten sick in my bed from drinking so much and that, throw up was in my bed for three days. So I want you to imagine the stench, the, the disgusting place that I put myself in, because that's how I felt. I felt that low that I didn't even clean it up. I felt like I was in a place where I should be in a place of, of crap, a place of, of throw up, just the, the darkest, grossest place you can imagine. It was, it was like hell on earth. And I just wanted to end my life. And that was a very tough time. Um, as I was sleeping in my bed, I very clearly heard a man's voice in my room. There was no man in my room, but I heard get up and I opened up one eye <laughs> and I thought there's gotta be someone in here. And there was no one in my room. And so I thought I was just delirious and uh, I closed my eyes and thought I'd just go back to sleep and waste away. And hopefully God would just take me and wouldn't have to deal with this anymore. Then I heard the voice again and it was louder and a lot more clear. And it was get up. And at that point, I knew, I knew that I knew 
that it was the voice of God. And I hit the floor by my bed on my knees. And I just, I cried out to him and I, oh my gosh, just talking about, gosh, talking about it just brings me back to how amazing God is and how much he loves me and how much he loves you. And I got on my knees and I repented and I, I just said, forgive me, Lord, I am so sorry. And I just felt daughter, you, you've been forgiven. You just need to forgive yourself. And so that's where I was. And I got up off of my knees after just praising God and thanking him and, and turning my life around at that very moment, I was cleaning up Cody's mess. And again, three days worth, if you can imagine cleaning up that cleaning up my bed, cleaning up all of that while singing praise songs to God. And I can't even explain it, but that's what happened. And so since then, my life has just been a complete um, uh, different story. And now your story doesn't have to be that disgusting as far as uh, being at the bottom of the barrel, but that's where I, I chose to be in order to hear God's voice and to have a turnaround in my life. See, we all make choices in life. And it's those choices that, that can lead uh, us down a road of, of destruction. And when we think we are damaged goods, when we believe that lie, when it is such a lie, then we continue to treat ourselves as damaged goods. And God can't use us. God cannot fully bless us like he would like to. You're, you're his son. You're his daughter. He wants to bless you abundantly. And he cannot, he, you cannot receive his blessing. The blessing's already there, but you cannot receive the blessing unless there is forgiveness and purity in your heart and in your mind and in your soul. And so I was thinking about um, a little bit of an analogy. And my, my husband actually uh, when we were in Florida last year, he was doing some pruning of, of one of the um, uh, palm trees. And I think it's called a Robolini or something like that. Anyway, it has major thorns on it. And one of the thorns got wedged into his arm. And as he pulled that thorn out, he thought he got all of it, but he thought, oh, you know what? It kind of feels like maybe a, a little bit of it snapped in my arm. And so he just like, disregarded it. He knew it was a little painful, a little sore, but he didn't think too much of it until recently, almost a year later. And his body has, has um, built up a defense mechanism, if you will, to protect um, uh, from that, from that wound. And so now he's got like a, a, um, a raised kind of cyst around that thorn that's in his forearm and, and now he went to the doctor and now he has to have surgery and to remove it. And so I think about how that impurity, that impure foreign object, um, the body tries to protect itself, right? Well, sin is a foreign object to the soul. And so when you are in a place of missing the mark, when you are not in alignment with God's will for your life, when you're not in alignment with, with caring for who you are and, and, and not knowing who you are in Christ, then that foreign object, that sin, that foreign object to your soul starts to um, cause agitation and it starts to um, uh, corrupt and, um, and poison the rest of you. And ultimately it creates a ripple effect to those around you. And so you kind of need to have surgery. 
you need to dive in. You need to dive in and and allow um, God to reveal what that foreign object is, that that resentment, that bitterness, that anger, that the grief, whatever, whatever that is. Okay. And I know there's there's um moments for all of those things in our life, but when we stay stuck in in those emotions, it can harbor um just your soul to become uh, off track and your body responds in the same way. Your body becomes um, uh, in a diseased kind of state. And so I just want to encourage you by sharing this, you know, crappy story, if I were to be so funny about it, because it's, it's something that I, again, I look back on and I think, who is that? Who was that person? And yet I struggled for a long time and nobody knew because I never, ever shared because I thought that I have to do this on my own. No one needs to know my, my ugly side, you know, no one needs to know this. I need to deal with this on my own. Well, guess what? It's not, it's where when we are weak, then God is strong. And so when you show your weakness, when you, when you were just, uh, I guess, fillet yourself open, so to speak, so that God can heal those wounds and that you can, um, remove those, um, those feelings or, or that unforgiveness in your heart by the root, then things are resolved. And then you can receive the full blessing that God has for you. I'm going to tell you right now that had I not done the work, I know for a fact that I wouldn't be blessed today with the husband that I have today. He is an amazing human being. And I know that I wouldn't have been ready. I wouldn't have been ready mentally, physically, spiritually for who God had for me uh, at this point in my life. Um, if, if we don't get out of our own way and, and heal those deep wounds, then, then God really can't use us. I would not be in where in the state I am uh, with my business and with my ministry, had I not allowed God to heal my heart through and through. So just know that you are not damaged goods. It's never too late. In fact, I work with women on this quite often in my visibly fit program because it is more than just being physically fit. It's, it's mind, body, spirit, emotionally, all of it is, is connected through and through. And, you know, one of the things too, that I think a lot of people uh, think is that forgiveness means that you have to um, reconcile with maybe the person that was the perpetrator in your life but you don't, you don't have to reconcile a relationship. Really forgiveness is for you and it's for you and God. It's, it's really what it's about. It's about you and God about getting right with him so that you can get right uh, in this world and that you can rise up. And so when I think of, of, of get up, you know, get up is used multiple times in, in the Bible. And I wanted to share this with you real quick. Um, because it's in Matthew, um, Matthew nine, and I'm just going to read this really quick, but it's about Jesus, how he forgives and heals a paralyzed man. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, this fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, 
Why do you entertain evil thoughts in, in your hearts? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat and go home. Then the man got up and he went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe and they praised God who had given such authority to man. So I think about that. And sometimes you need people around you like his, his friends, his friends had more faith uh, about his healing than even he did. And so sometimes you need those people around you that are going to have faith and believe in your, your overcome, uh, your, your overcoming situation or um, just your healing more than even you at that moment in time. And I had that in my life. And I'm going to share that quick too, because I, I met my best friend at um, National Religious Broadcasting. This was many, many years ago. I think it was around 16 years ago. So she didn't even know I was struggling uh, at that point. But she invited me to speak at one of her conferences, and it was in Arkansas. And I was on stage with some spiritual giants that I just didn't feel worthy of being on stage with. I, I kept thinking, what am I doing up here? This feels so weird. But I know God was setting the stage. He was planting the seed and he was allowing me to see what he already sees in me. So he was putting that into motion and it was up to me to, to do the work. Now it was, um, uh, on, on, on my timing and his, of course, but my timing to, to finally decide and choose to receive God's healing so that those blessings and that the vision could, could burst forth. But I was on stage with some spiritual giants and, and one of those spiritual giants became my spiritual father. And I can't tell you enough how, how grateful I am to have incredible people in my life that kept speaking life into my life because I was on, on a, a place of speaking death into my life in my mind. Not everyone knew that because if you were to meet me, you would think I had great confidence and I didn't have a problem uh, with where I was in the world. But let me tell you, the conscious mind, it contains the, the feelings and the memories and the wishes uh, that we're aware of at any given moment. And usually it's like right then and there. And so um, we, we tend to, you know, just either mask um, unconscious the unconscious reservoir of memories with other things. And that's what I did with alcohol, right? Cause that allowed me to have fun and to forget about it and, and to be all those things, but eventually it catches up to you. And alcohol is a depressant. I mean, what in the world was I thinking? I wasn't, <laughs> but you know, you just, you don't realize at the time you just want to numb the pain. And a lot of people do that with food. A lot of people do that with, um, just immersing themselves in movies or social media or whatever it is and media in general. But I had um, a spiritual father that was able to speak life into me. So um, he actually just reminded me the other day, cause I didn't even know, but he said, yeah, I, I remember you were slurring your words on the phone and I was talking with him. He felt like a safe place. Um, you know, he's in his eighties now, and I'm just so grateful that, that he had the, 
um, courage to speak truth into my life, God's truth into my life, and to give me what I needed to hear at that moment in time. And he also spoke to me, uh, get up, which was beautiful because um, I had already heard that, uh, um, you know, from being in Bible study and leading Bible study. But then my spiritual father would tell me, get up, put on your big girl panties, as he would say, get up, get over it. <laughs> and it was stuff that I really needed to hear. But then he would remind me of who I am in Christ and them fearfully and wonderfully made and that God knew me before uh, the world was even created and he chose me. And so I think about that for you. He chose you before the world was even created. He has a plan for your life and a purpose. And so it's up to you to fulfill that. And so no matter what hurt you're, you've been through, no matter what someone else has done to your life, no matter what you've done to your own life, it's not too late to pivot and to just surrender and forgive and start to F this and F, F that once and for all. Forgive this and forgive that. That's right. So that's the episode today. And I know we've talked about uh, forgiveness in one of the first um, uh, five, five episodes of Visibly Fit, but I really wanted to share this one in particular because um, I think sharing our story, even if it's a, a story like mine, that it can open the doors for others that are listening to be healed from their, from their own stuck stuck point. And so that's my goal. And my hope for you is that you will be healed and that, uh, you will, you will open up the door to forgiveness. And again, knowing that you don't have to reconcile with, uh, the perpetrator or, or someone that has done you wrong, but you do get to forgive because forgiveness frees up you and it frees up, uh, a greater, more intimate relationship with you and the Lord. So, um, I, I can't stress it enough that, um, it's worth doing the work. And if you are looking for someone to help do the work alongside you, that's part of Visibly Fit. Feel free to go to wendypet.com. And it is definitely a, a program that helps free you up mentally, get you on the trajectory of, of thinking in a healthy way, thinking in the way that, uh, you know, knowing that we have the mind of Christ. What does that mean? It means that we can um, just, just like Christ, take authority over our lives and start to speak life into our lives and your life will change. Um, it also um, visibly fit is about being more um, spiritually secure and, and, and strong in your faith. And so that's really important as well as taking care of your physical self, taking care of yourself with, with nutrition and exercise and all of those things, but also emotionally. How, how are you doing? How are you doing really? Has anyone asked you that lately? How are you doing really? Because if you're just going around saying, I'm fine, I'm fine. Well, I think you might need to ask yourself that question today. How are you doing really? And be honest with yourself and then get to the place of, duking it out, right? Duke it out, have it out with God. If you need to just, just have that raw, beautiful conversation and let him cleanse your heart. Let him, uh, come into your life and, and remind you really of the truth of who you are and whose you are, and you will be set free. All right. That's the end of today's session. I hope this blessed you. And, um, yeah, if, if you are encouraged in any way, I'd love to hear your comments. And if you are looking for a place, a safe place 
to bust through and bust free of some, some stuck points that maybe you're in, go to wendybet.com or go to getvisiblyfit.com and apply. And let's see if this is a good fit for you for the coaching and uh, get you in a place where where it's time, it's time to get freed up, get you in a place where you are in a, in, in a body of, of like-minded individuals that, that love you and would help support you and get you through to your next level of living. So, all right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bless you. I love you. And I hope you'll share this podcast with others, but stay tuned. We have a great episode next week and you will want to hear from this doctor who talks all about inflammation, also known as that inflammation. All right. Take care. Blessings. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.